You should do that. I should do what? Collect questions or go live? No, yeah, well, yes, that is your job. Well, collecting questions is something we can both do, but if we want the benefit of surprise ongoingly, then it's better if you collect it. I'm good, yeah. And that is what I'm going to do. I go back to school on Tuesday for teacher training and Thursday the pupils come back, hence the name of today's session, the back to school session. It We're is no the, longer in, it's not summer anymore. The weather's got really cool here. The weather's got really cool in Paris too. Which like it's all problems. crappy. It's just raining and cold today, dreary. Uh, Which I was, I was quite happy about. <laughs> it's just really fucked up. So I was just complaining about the fact that my my because the temperature dropped. I went outside yesterday. We have to wear masks everywhere now in Paris. Mm. So my glasses were fogging up like crazy. And I was like, it didn't used to do this. It wasn't that bad. I could find a way to adjust my mask. But now it's because the temperature dropped 10 degrees. Uh, so that was super annoying. And But on the plus side, or curmudgeonly plus side, <laughs> because because it's the last weekend of the, holiday, of the uh, school holidays, and the weather's crappy, and everybody has to wear a mask. There's nobody out in the streets. So it's like a lot less noise at night. <laughs> There's always a plus side, and does that mean you're becoming a curmudgeon? Oh, I always. <laughs> I think I've I've been that for a while. <laughs> There's a part of me that is. I think. So I was known as I was I was generally almost always known as the the grumpy French guy in most of the offices I worked in. Wow. Okay. Or in Singapore and in Chicago, London, not so much. A little bit. The grumpy French guy. Yeah, kind of like, like I did have a bit, not only, right, but it did have a bit of a reputation. I mean, actually, a bit. I don't know. I should ask. Maybe people, but my colleagues would go, like, oh my God, what a fucking nightmare that guy. <laughs> This sounds that that sounds like right, a I swore. Thing. I apologize. You've sworn a couple of times today, but that, I'm that already, I apologize. Okay, well, this is a clean up. I mean, it's no longer clean, but it's supposed to be clean. Sorry, but that sounds like the name of a YouTube channel, The Grumpy French Guy. Grumpy French Guy, how many YouTube channels do you want me to have, James? Not for you, I'm okay, just saying right. it could be, it a would YouTube be, channel. it could be a could be a great remind me. I forget their names again every time. Um, what are the names of the two grumpy Muppets? Statler and Waldorf. Yes. Statler and Waldorf. That's right. So I, was, I thought you were going to I, say I exchanged that. a couple of tweets with a with a acquaintance friend uh, a couple of days ago about that. Because I thought you were going to say when you say what are the name of those two, I was thinking Ren and Stimpy, Beavis and Butthead. No, we were we were on old curmudgeons. <laughs> Bill, Bill and Ted, Wayne and Garth. No, not them. Statler and Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf. So, what's your mug today? You're back home. My mug is, you know that I only have that many, I don't have that many mugs. So I'm back at the Little Prince. Okay. I, 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 I it, could have, it could have been, well, so why are we doing the mugs then? Because I... <laughs> if we're not changing they, mugs, it's not worth it anymore. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll have a different one next week. And what's the t-shirt? It looks like a t-shirt train, is a different train spotting. Train spotting t-shirt. It is train spotting. What a guess. Choose life. Good guess. Good guess. I thought it was, I've got Yoda. Pulling out all my old t-shirts for this thing. Oh, this is a good Yoda one. I like it. It's uh, another chunk t-shirt. I realize I've got a lot of Star Wars t-shirts. I'm not surprised. So today... I should go get a haircut. Today, with, yes. yeah, Well, that's perfect. Because when you go back to school, you need to get a haircut. What are all the things you need to do before you go back to school? I, how, old are, how, how old am I when I'm answering this question? It doesn't matter because oh, does it matter? No, because... of, like things things like you need to get a haircut would be my mom's comments. Like I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't want to get a haircut. You don't need to get a haircut. But do you find that when the weather gets colder, when we're moving in September, does your mood change? Do you feel like oh the holidays are over? How do you feel about oh, that? Oh, right now I'm completely resenting well, I'm still not so you're a teacher, so you do live by this rhythm. <clears throat> Uh, I didn't for most of my life once I left school. <laughs> and I was very, very satisfied with that situation. <laughs> Quite happy with it. Except that um, France as a country, just generally speaking, as the vast majority of the country lives by the school calendar. Uh, maybe other countries do and I don't realize it's entirely possible. 
but generally they live by the school calendar. And on top of that, I'm going to be teaching time fall. So I'm teaching older students. So my, my back to school is in a couple of weeks and I'm not a full schedule teacher or anything, but I need to think like that now. And I don't even have a full teacher schedule and I'm already resenting the fact that my schedule is going to start revolving around the school holidays a little bit. Is that because you're such a free spirit? I, I don't know. I, I don't like <laughs> I don't like going on vacation with everybody else. It's because I'm it's because of an old single guy that doesn't have children. I used to call you the international man of mystery because I didn't know where you were going to be in the planet. Thank you, and that's that is uh, the uh, the main I think and perhaps only element of reputation professionally and personally I managed to curate and develop is where is Willem now? <laughs> so. I mean, people professionally around the world know that I, I'm in different places. I don't know if that reflects well on my quality of work, but. Well, in this interconnected world, it doesn't matter where you are, you can deliver. Technically, well, so I'm only hoping with what crazy tragedies going on this year with the pandemic, that more people are open to remote work, but one, they have to. But I know there's a lot of people that resented being forced into the situation. This word resentment, <clears throat> I know I brought it, it up a couple of times. You have, because it's made... <laughs> no, but it's really made me think, because in in the UK, the we have of the school, a, a bank back holiday. To school. That's how I am right now. It is. That's how her kids are. Like they don't want to go back to school. Screw that. I don't want the summer to be over. The summer is not even technically over. It's over on the 21st of September. Where's our Indian summer anyway? I hope the sun comes back. It was there last <laughs> year. I, this is true. When we have a bank holiday on the 31st of August, end of August, and every year I can feel... This weekend? Is this the bank holiday weekend? It is the bank holiday weekend. Oh. But I noticed that as August goes by, as, as September approaches, I can feel my body change. I can feel, like I can feel that, <laughs> like that resent, it's, resentment's too strong. No, it's, it's resentment's that, a bit strong. It, discomfort, that... Morosity. Like, oh, oh, I don't have to get up early. <laughs> I get up early anyway, but because I don't have to get up early, I get up early. But this was your, when I, ha- I mean, we talked about holiday being the summer holidays being your playtime, right? Yeah, but I love getting up early. But when I have to get up early sometimes, somehow it's different. And I think that that, I, d- I remember that. The joy of work in our society and everything that comes with it. I, I do like my job. Yeah. And I get nervous about going back because I want to do a good job. And I remember it was six or seven years ago talking to this really, really experienced teacher. He'd been teaching like at that point over 20 years, super experienced, amazing guy, really always seemed calm. <clears throat> and his classes were always calm. And he was, I, I don't know how he maintained control, but he, he it was like so level headed. It was amazing. And I was saying to him, ah, oh, I don't know if I remember how to teach. So I'd been teaching about eight, I'd been teaching about eight or 10 years at that point. And he'd been teaching over 20. And he said, he's turned to me and he said to me, yes, you know what? Sometimes I feel the same way when we come back in September. And the relief, (laughs) the relief that I had knowing there was someone who was really experienced, who felt that same kind of discomfort, that same kind of, back to school feel I I felt I felt so much better and I, I wondered what do you think that is how come even some how come you so which part <laughs> the part about the, the first bit about how come someone who's been teaching so long still feels that kind of discomfort about coming back to school um well, I mean, it seems natural because you have a break. So as long, as soon as you start something, you have you can. There's tons of opportunity for your mind to go into doubt about the thing that you stopped. There is a strong rhythm of stopping and starting New Year, mm-hmm. so you have a second New Year, arguably maybe even a third if you consider your birthday to be another year. Mm-hmm. So it's not even a, you know part of my grumpiness. It's not, it's not even a full year, but the year goes from September to June barely. But anyway. But the fact that there is this strong rhythm and Mm -hmm. that you have a break and that you have everything 
you you even though you've been doing this whole thing before there is i think i mean you tell me otherwise but i believe there probably is a part of the same kind of um uh, i was going to say apprehension but i don't know if it's exactly the right word or just uh anticipation mm. that a student or a pupil has or a kid because you have a whole new cohort of new people to teach you don't know how the kids are going to be you don't know how the dynamic of the class is going to be you don't know what's going to happen this year you've had and you've just spent two months well or not like a few weeks whatever it was less than two months but now <laughs> um but you've had a few weeks of just like not having to think about all of that so there's a starting over and with the starting over, it feels like it's easy for the mind to drop it off and to go, oh, oh wait, do I know how to do this thing again? Mm. And and it's justified because you also have a whole new set of pupils and there's a lot of novelty in that. And at the same time, tons of repetition because you've been doing it for years. And so mm. you know exactly how to be. And as soon as you're going to be in front of the pupils the first hour, you're like, oh, yeah, I got this. <laughs> that's true it's like riding a bike i mean it's riding a bike doesn't exactly do the analogy justice but i started i started taking the shared bikes in paris this year and i and i last i should have done that last year when i moved back but i was a little bit intimidated i was intimidated it was more than a little bit because i didn't take them uh i was intimidated by the traffic by the fact that i hadn't taken a bike in years by the fact that i didn't i don't know whatever i found reasons not to need it and as soon as I got on a bike, I was like, oh, yeah, I got this. this is, I know how to cycle. It's fine. There's, you've made me think from what you said about the rhythms thing. Mm -hmm. In We've both read it. You've been using it. I don't know how recently you've been using Deep Work by Cal Newball. He talks yeah, about... I need to get back to it. Doesn't he talk about the rhythm of being like having time when you're not doing anything and then going back into being super conscious? He also talks about that. The I remember just the first thing that pops in. Yeah, yeah totally. He talks about that. And he talks about something that I've lived through a lot because I've moved around. And uh, he gives this example of a teacher he knows who decided like arbitrarily that they're only going on. She's only going on. I think he's a she uh, going on five trips a year. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And travel is such a disruption to a rhythm. So my rhythm has been traveling and it's true. Like, so living full-time traveling and people who do this as full-on digital nomads have found ways, some have found ways to organize themselves because you have to dedicate a, lar a portion of time if um, for myself, sometimes large and or large amount of mental space to working out your travel, where you're doing things, Etc. And I just had to go back home to my family, as you know, and I, I didn't get much done. It's so difficult to get anything done in a different rhythm. And I took the last couple of days since I've been back, not doing much either. Just getting back home, doing laundry, just getting used to being and enjoying being back home, but not feeling like I've produced a lot more. You know, for example, I started this series of articles and I was hoping that I would publish this weekend and I didn't progress at all this week. Mm. Uh, I think you might have now, to. I could berate myself and say I should have. It's true, but you read that kind of book and you're like, it's so true that traveling disrupts a lot. I think you're going to have to explain digital nomad. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, I thought that was obvious. Well, now, well, now we're is. all digital nomads anyway. Not nomads. We're digital sedentary people, but not <laughs> we. Some people aren't. So that's always important to remember that it's a bit of a privilege to be able to work from home. Um, not a bit. It is. A digital nomad or whatever other name it has since I did it eight years ago <clears throat> is uh, it's basically somebody who lives, works online, works remotely and travels doing it. So there are some companies that are entirely um, distributed. So Basecamp, WordPress and uh, Buffer come to mind. Mm. Uh, oh, I didn't know about Buffer. Okay. Yeah, Buffer. Yeah, Buffer. Buffer is completely remote. Um, so, so people who are employed by those companies, so, or you just a, a freelance, like I am, and there's mm. tons of freelancers just, you know, either spending a few months at a time in different spots or traveling mm. all the time, or, I mean, the likelihood if they're actively working and earning money, uh, even if you might have like stints where you're just traveling, you probably are spending an extended amount of time in one spot, mm. meaning mm -hmm. at least a month. Mm. uh or maybe three 
you know, or maybe maybe you just realize that actually it's better to live full time in Bali after a while. Not everybody, and I know people who are still traveling full on, but typically even those guys, <clears throat> I know people in my field who've been doing that for, I can't remember now, four or five years? Wow. Seven, no, not seven. Although I don't know. Um, like they're kind of the rock stars of, they're not one of the rock stars of uh, people who are in my current line of work. <laughs> Uh, and they're really cool. They do a lot of, well, they did, they're starting again to do a lot of uh, speaking at conferences and stuff like that. Uh, and and I believe their schedule is, so they're traveling always. They don't have a set base, um, but they don't travel like every three days, right? Typically. I mean, they might if they have a busy schedule for work, but otherwise I think like most people, and that's what I ended up doing when I was doing it. I did it for a couple of years, really. I was spending six weeks at a time, like the last couple of stops were Hong Kong and Chiang Mai. Chiang Mai had some work, so I rented a studio for six weeks. Um, you know, and I was kind of just enjoying town and being there rather than, and I did have times, you know, you could, if you have, you could bring in the money, you can take a week and go do a, you know, more of a traveling experiences stuff. But yeah, generally that's the term anyway. It's just like you're working remotely and you're traveling at the same time. You don't have a fixed base. And when you were doing that, were you working really hard? At, at, like, did you have a, a schedule? Did you have a rhythm to what you that were doing? Is, I think I mentioned that in the episode that we talked about productivity tools and note-taking and Evernote and Rome. Mm -hmm. The time when I started to do that uh, and working on the beach in Malaysia is the time I started to organize myself a lot more than I used to. Even during my travels, actually, right. I organized myself to be able to because I, I tend to overthink everything. So the mental space travel plans take is huge for me. Mm. Um, anything to do with it's a, So I'm technically on one hand, it's a flaw <laughs> because I should really sometimes not spend that much time doing things, but I also really do enjoy looking at all sorts of options. So if you have no commitments, and you're traveling, and you can go anywhere, and you can, you know, do anything, that's, that's a lot of things. So I would look at all the places to go yeah. and things to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so well, right now, I have like a whole host of tabs reopen, because I want to decorate my flat, I need to get a, a frame for this thing, because I ordered one, I ordered two, I ordered one that broke on the way so and then another one that never arrived because it was just the beginning of the lockdown and so i still don't have a frame for this thing uh, and i need i want some new wall decoration it's a specialty of mine to not have any wall decoration because that way it's i'm not committing to any wall decoration that oh, I'm a bit the wall like that, is white, it could be anything i'm like but, that too I've been here for a year. I want to stay a bit longer. And I'm like, it's. It, I had postponed it at first because I had invested in some furniture, needed mm. to get some work, needed to get income and work. Uh, and now it's a year on and money's coming in and out. It's not been, it's been a pretty lean year because of the pandemic. And I'm like, oh, come on. I, I should choose at least a couple of things. It doesn't have to be anything expensive, right? Um, so so I, I have almost chosen a couple uh, but I'm, you know, waiting a few days to make sure that maybe there's something else. There is definitely something in this idea of rhythms, like the the move. Maybe it's seasonal. I don't know. Like the working really hard, the move from uh, actually, yeah, completely went on tangent. To, what were you looking for? You could bring it back to what you're thinking of. I am, rhythms. but but that that's my job. So I that's did have a rhythm. I did have a rhythm. I absolutely had a strong a, a rhythm. Uh, I've kind of gotten a little bit looser at my house this year with that. <clears throat> but uh, I needed a stronger routine to be able to work while I was traveling and while my environment around me was changing. So I was like, I need some kind of routine. And that turned out to be, how do I wake up? <clears throat> how do I get to work? How do I organize all my stuff in my computer so all my work is in one place and all my thoughts are in one place, which was Evernote. Um, and this is while you're okay. traveling. But now what's interesting now is like, you've had a lot of things happening. You've been moving around France into Spain, a lot of family stuff. Yeah. So my question then becomes, how do you get back into being productive? It's a good question. I mean, that's reading deep work is something that uh, was helping. 
I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have any other answer than just at some point you start dilly dallying, stop dilly dallying, and just do it. Because I think that. But it's not very really helpful, maybe. I, there are things that I've put off that I could have done, especially yeah. last week. And like one of them was, I have asthma. One of them was like contacting, and this is going around in my brain right now, right? So I have asthma. I have a yearly asthma checkup. And the doctor's been texting me, like, you know, set up, or the, the GP send their automated text messages set up your, your asthma checkup, we can do it online. And I just kind of haven't done it. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And I haven't done it. And now- I need to do I the same thing for the dentist and, and I need to get blood work done that was supposed to happen during the lockdown and never did. So now I have to do that and get and a just doctor checkup generally. Yeah, and I'm annoyed with myself because I had the time. I was off school and then I didn't do it. Yeah, so but you're I'm off going, school, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but in my mind, you're off. Like, oh. You're like you're off. Just do that later. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. But did you yeah. have a date to do it? Did you have a you know? Did you have a date to no, do it? It wasn't scheduled. It wasn't scheduled at all. And I think that's you asked a great question. There, that's right? not the most difficult. Those like paperwork and stuff like that are not very difficult for me. I'm not the best in the world, as we talked about in another episode. I'm not super productive, mm. but it's the deep work stuff that is difficult to get to. Mm. Um. And whether it is because you actually genuinely have a lot of stuff going on in your life, work obligations, girl, not you, just maybe. General, I'm speaking no, to I know, but maybe, I'm speaking to I know. whoever's going to watch this in the future. Do we but it's true. But I, I question whether people really do have a lot going. No, we don't. Huh? I question course, whether I know. Of course they don't, but they can't hear that. People think they do have a lot of things going on. <laughs> true. Okay. That's true. The vast majority of people are, you know, just. I mean, this is horrible, but it's avoiding. No, I was going to say they're, dr they're drowning in a thimble. Okay, you have to explain what you mean by that. Oh, what this is a, I'm trying to straight up translation from a French uh, saying. Um, except that I changed. It's usually the saying is drowning in a water in a glass of water rather than a thimble. But I thought the thimble was a good, uh, a good. But it, you didn't get it. So it's not a good thing. <laughs> Uh, you, but you get that drowning in a thimble would be quite difficult. Yeah. It feels like you're making drama out of something that is like, no, it's okay. just like you're in a okay. thimble of water. You're okay. There's a really, really cool video. Or drowning in a glass of water is, is the French. Drowning in a glass of water makes sense to me too. There's a really cool video of this little boy who's bawling his eyes out and he's hanging onto this rope in the water. I don't know if you've seen it. Really short video. No. And he's crying and he's struggling. He's struggling. And this uh, adult, yeah. this adult or his, like some relative just comes along and pushes his feet and he stands up. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't realise the water is really, really shallow. Yeah, there's no absolutely that. A, a lot of people live a lot of their busyness and overwhelmingness, overwhelming, <laughs> how do you, I don't know if there's a word for that, uh, but you get the uh, guess, overwhelmed state like that kid. But yeah. the, but when you see the kid at the beginning, I think he's genuinely struggling. Yeah, he is. He so that's why I'm like, you can't just say to somebody, "Hey, just get it together," because they're genuinely struggling and they can't see it. Now this is interesting. Now it's true when it, it's true when it's true, and it's not true where it's not true. So I I can't also like you know it might be for anybody watching or listening to this, this may or may not be your case. And it might not be helpful because you don't know. And if you're the kid, I'm like, no, I'm not helping you get up. So you don't know. <laughs> there's, there's two bits to this. So last well, week, at least my, my wife and I have been dealing with some big stuff about having children, what we're going to do about it and all of that. And I found that the, and we're looking at surrogacy. So we're filling in all these forms and thinking about it. It takes up a lot of my like yeah, it would. Emotional of thinking would. And for both of us. And then we, we spend an hour or something looking at the form and we've completed it and we're like, we're moving forward on it. But I don't feel like doing anything else after that at all. At all. I'm like done. I don't want well, to do that's any... the, if you If you take the examples and subscribe to the thoughts from Deep Work, he's like, at some point you're depleted. Yeah. And I was wondering, because you read that, he mentions at the beginning of the book, on, you know, if you spend your time on other stuff, you're just going to be depleted. You don't have any opportunity to do deep work. Yeah. Whether the work that you're doing, and by the way, I mean, 
the shallow work doesn't or other work doesn't mean it's not important. You have to do it. Filling the forums, taking care of the dentists, it's all stuff that you have to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, arguably, even thinking about for you to think about what you're doing about children with your wife, it can be deep work. Not all of it. Filling the yeah. form might not be, but some of it's deep work. That that was definitely deep work for us. It definitely was. But the interesting point was afterwards, I just didn't want to do anything. No. So and even I, even Davina said, like, I feel drained now. I don't really yeah. I'm like, yeah. I was hesitating when I began, when I first read the book and I was like, what energy depleting? No, I'm not sure. And then the more I was reading and the more I was like, yeah, I completely agree. At some point you're, you're, you're drained. And so the week back was tiring. Traveling altogether is tiring and it takes a while to get back into your other kind of normal, more productive habitat. And it's not that you can't get stuff of deep work done or like, uh, valuable work done when you're not home you can mm, but mm. it really depends on the circumstances and just to elaborate on mine i had to tra suddenly travel for a funeral uh and my father's sick and he's uh having his first chemo treatments and so there's a lot of emotion there's a lot of stuff going on in the family uh i had i had a lot of discussions and that took a bit of my time for with a potential new client that i don't know if anything's going to come out of it but there's that so I didn't do nothing. I did some stuff, but I didn't progress on some of what I would consider to be the latest deep work projects, like writing this series of posts about strategy. Uh, and I had my book about the fool that I didn't progress on. Although I did order a couple of other books on that one. Uh, What's now the, books. the thing I'm realizing from what you're saying, yeah. this, which feels like a revelation to me, but it probably isn't. If I've got really strong routines that I can, have with me for when I move around that allows me to get into a productive state much quicker. Sure. And I'm, it sounds to me, that sounds really obvious, <laughs> but the things like the waking up or for me, like knowing where my wedding ring is, where my watch is or where my phone is before I go to bed. So that if I'm on the move, like we went to Edinburgh, like if, like a couple of weeks ago, as long as I know where the car keys are, if I know where those things are, then everything seems to work. And especially when we're moving around. When I'm at home, it's easy because I'm at home. I, I know where everything is. But that, there's this little bit of cognitive, like, stress required. Like, where is that? Oh, yeah, it's there. And, like, the phrase I've heard is we're cognitive misers. We only want to use as the minimal amount of energy we can. That's yeah. why habits are so powerful. Yeah. Because they say uh, the, the one habit I'm interested in that I don't have, or the mode rather, because you know the deep work modes of deep work that he talks about, yeah. like, the yeah, four, yeah. like there's four, I think. Uh, but it's, he talks about the one being the so most of them revolve around strong routines and habits, yeah, except yeah, the yeah. journalist one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. about just fit it in whatever you can. I'm like, well, wait a minute, I want to know more about that because <laughs> I, I don't really know. I don't know. I, I can for certain specific things. So like I can switch it on if it's for my work, for example, because I've done that remotely and I'm experienced in that. And I know how to think through a brief whenever and wherever I am, I can lock myself up. I would like to do that more with writing. Some circumstances I can, but not, I'm not at all as good as a journalist like at all, like really not. And I'd love to be. Cause I, I just need, that's why I, I just need to write more basically. So I can do it in a classroom. If I, I've discovered, if I've got a question that I'm answering, I can write a really good exam answer under pressure. No problem. What I found is I, if I create the question that I want to answer for a blog post or whatever it is, I almost approach it like doing an exam essay. And, and for me that works. But even then when I'm in school, there's, a, there's a there's a fixed amount of time there's a deadline there's a certain push to produce when i'm at home i'm like yeah i just like play this play minecraft like <laughs> i i discovered another really cool game that is just like so simple i'm like uh i could waste time on this or i could sketch out some ideas from blog post but what i started doing coming back here was first get back onto my sked my new uh, dieting schedule Oh, yeah, on you from, from August because I broke it. I broke it while I was away. Um, and uh, the last two nights were choices on reading. Mm. Like last night, I was like, oh, should I watch something or play a video game? I was like, no, I'm going to keep reading. Nice. 
So I've done a lot more of that. So, and also the, I'm becoming wary about, cause I think that a lot and I say that a lot productive as a word. I'm wary of it because um, it's, I easily use it to break myself or uh, kind of yes. like go on a guilt trip. Me too. Uh, and so for example, you know, Thursday, I was looking at ways to get back home and the tickets were forced very expensive because it was the last few days of the summer vacation. Mm. Um, so that wasn't part of the plan. I wasn't going to go down south of France at this particular time of year. I was going to wait until the school started. Anyway, um, the funeral wasn't planned. Uh, and I thought I'd stop at my grandfather's place. He's about to turn at 98 in a couple of weeks, 10 days actually. And, um, well, one, it really worked with the tickets. And two, I thought, well, one person died. He's not going to be around for much longer. I don't see him very often. It'll be nice. Yeah. And um, and you wrote an amazing Twitter thread. Thanks. I recorded him. He had some good stories. Um, uh, but my point, my first point there, before I forget and go on another tangent, <laughs> yeah, was that it felt like it was like, oh, that wasn't productive. I did have that thought after it when I got back on Friday. I was like, I was not being productive. Wow. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I say that people matter to me, my family matters to me, and the people I love matter to me. So spending time with them matters to me. That is not, it's not a lot, it's not a loss of productivity. I didn't write my thing, it's yes. true. Yes. And it's a reminder that there's a lot of choices I make in my life where I'm not progressing on things that are valuable towards my career or my intellectual development or money. But that's not necessarily, I mean, I, I have to remind myself that it's a choice I've made. Now, this is really there's great. a lot of times this I decide really that I want to have a coffee with somebody because they're a friend and I want to spend time with them. Mm -hmm. And I could be forwarding my career, writing things or doing other things. But actually, I'm like, I really like to hang out with people. The thing I like is if from deep work and from other books I've read is knowing what's really important for you yes. allows you to make choices. Yes. And often for the younger people I teach, knowing what's really important for them is really hard because in the school system, it's set. It's set from parents. It's set from peers. It's set. No one wants to sit there and look. It's really hard for everyone, James, not just young people. You think? Yeah. It requires a level of thinking about what is important to you that I think a lot of people are either... Well, anyway, that's my thinking. Maybe I'm wrong. I know I have a particular strength and talent for that area. I was going to say, maybe I said, maybe I'm wrong. Cause I think some people don't think about that at all. And they're like, I, I have also come across people who are like, why would you ask yourselves these kinds of questions? <laughs> 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 the only people I come across who are like that are the people. <laughs> the teachers get that kind of conversation thinking about what's important. And so much of the discussion around teaching recently has been, well, why are we doing this? Oh, we're doing it because ultimately we want what's best for the pupils. So that kind of conversation about why are we doing it? I'm naturally drawn to it. And it's always been my thing to get super clear about like, why, why, why are we doing this? What do I stand for? Where do I stand on this? What am I about? What's my purpose? I'm all over that, that kind of stuff. Like I was saying before we, we started. I have a whole big post to write about why, though. I'm suspicious of why. And I don't like Simon Sinek's title why. You don't like it? No. Because I read his book. and I need I, to read it. I've not read it. I've only watched really, his TED Talks. And a, I know that most of the people who are professionals in my field or in training fields and use it like crazy, like the Bible, I've never read the book. It's a really So maybe if I read, read the book, it'll make sense to me. But I don't like the idea. It's, it's a really, really simple, really, true. But. It's really simple. It's a really easy book to read. And I think you naturally do that. I, I do it. I was saying before recording, I'm that person who will are in the meeting who will ask stuff and then they'll say, go do it. So I'm that person who ends up doing lots of stuff because I ask, well, why don't we do this? But the, that idea of asking why I'm, I'm clarifying the purpose of it is very natural for me. For my wife, no. She's like, let's go do it. I'm like, no, no, no. Why, like, so we, we partner up very well those that two way. Things. It, it's a, we complement each other really well. So it's great. Yeah. Being able to move between those two ways of thinking is, I think, really, really important. 
So that was a whole tangent for one thing and a whole idea, which is really useful. The other thing that I notice is this whole thing about cognitive misers yeah. is, and the whole thing about that you were saying before where people get themselves busy with stuff and they don't really know what, like the drown, what did you call it? Drowning in a, in a glass. People, no, but people are overwhelmed with their lives. Yeah. I mean, this is a vast generality, right? Yeah. Or like, you know, there's a lot of talk in France It's huge in the in the culture. I don't know if it, I don't know if I think it's as big in the UK, but you tell me of uh, burning out. Just I'm about to go on a burnout. I'm about to burn out uh, oh, wow. from well, work. It's and it's big, and it's used as burnout, burnout on burnout on burnout in French. Wow. Uh, and okay. that means like you're just burned out from work and you go get a letter from your doctor and you're off work for a little while. There's a little bit of that in te with teachers talk about being busy and not having any time and being busy and not having any time. And I'm like, okay, at what point is this an excuse like to not be, not do the things that you could do? Because I'm not willing to compromise on seeing my parents and spending time with my wife and hanging out with my nephews. And I still want to do my job really well. So there is that whole world of drowning in a glass of water. But the, the point I want to make is that the pupils I teach, they're young and their world is changing so rapidly, hormonally, physically, emotionally, everything going on, the pressures, yeah. the wonder about what am I going to do in my life, the parents, the teachers saying all that stuff. And then from what you were saying, it's really made me think that I will then go and have a go at them sometimes about wasting their time when their minds just, they, they really are like, life they are that little kid like and i'm not being very helpful by saying to them oh you just get on with it no. but what they really need is me to sit down with them and go look this is what's going on you can handle this here's how yeah. and i don't do that very often i do it sometimes i don't get the opportunity to do it very much sometimes well, i probably don't really have much time to sit down with individual students or pupils to be able to have the time to do that and as a group setting i'm not sure how much it communicates it, i have done it and I, and I don't do I don't even know if that's what I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it does make a difference as a group setting. I, I, I think know. it I think it does make a difference in the oh, group setting. Because the, the whole other vaster thing many... is like, what is your, what is what is even wasting your time? Is that because it's the big vernacular, but we it only is. have 24 hours in the day. We're living through our lives, whatever happens. Are we really wasting time? What does that even yeah. mean? So yep. I would tend I to subscribe and agree to this when you're like, well, yes, so spending your days watching stupid shit on TV and having your brain melt out your ears is wasting time. But, <laughs> um, but then again, I've done that a lot. <laughs> Sometimes I'm going to say this. I'm going to go on the record and say this. I've watched an episode of Rick and Morty and got an amazing idea for a lesson. Great. I, I, that's, that's happened. And the, I'm quite willing Nothing to... Nothing to do with uh, booze, I hope. I don't drink alcohol. No, but Rick does. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. But it's, it's, yeah, it's, I'd love to have a chat with Dan Harmon or just watch Dan Harmon and how he creates stuff. I just, I'd love to. Mm -hmm. so the, but the, I, do, I think it does make a difference in the group setting. I wedge it into my lessons where I will talk about how you organise your time, how you can get the most out of it. And I'm quite happily, my lessons go on tangents. So they're learning about all this other stuff as well as learning the material they have to. Yeah, because I think there's there's a lot of it's funny because I was talking about that with a good friend of mine. I saw and that I, this is great for you. I don't know if the, we've talked about this so much. I was um, talking about organizing lesson plans for the classes I'm going to teach and discussing those classes and um, and. I can't remember the exact, but it was something around that I was saying that I didn't go on further studies. So I was thinking that because of that, I didn't get the right kind of um, structures and lessons to organize my time and plan it and do that as best. And my friend was like, no, nobody teaches that. It's like the kids have it because their parents or somebody else taught them. Nobody, it's none of the teachers have time to explain to you how to organize things, how to answer, how best to manage your time or how best to organize a, a study plan or all of the all of that it's just like no they don't have time they only have time to produce the content of the classes not the how-to and uh, you haven't really missed anything so don't worry 
just you're with the same level as they are or whatever. So I find ways of wedging it in within the teaching. I think it's interesting to wedge it in. That's my point. Because yeah. otherwise, I was a, I, I did go to university and I thought I was missing something, even in high school. The thing oh. I was missing is there are there are codes, particularly in French education, but also in British I remember education. Saying, I'm sure, yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've said this before. We talked yeah, about yeah. it. Um, and if your parents or somebody else, a tutor, private tutor, somebody doesn't teach you how to organize your study time, how to redact and write a an essay, how to structure it, you only get the the basicest of basics from the school teacher, unless you're lucky and you have a teacher that has taken time to say how they want their stuff, but it, it may or may not have been useful for the rest of university. And university, I don't think anybody's teaching you that, unless maybe if in preparation schools, maybe, but I don't know. I did read a book. Um, and I might be talking out of, I, I, I may be talking, I mean, I'm generally talking about things I don't really know about anyway. <laughs> There's a, I did read this book by, that was recommended to me by our mutual friend, Adam. Mm -hmm. but I think it's called How We Learn. I can't remember what it's called. I read it last, about, it was just over a year ago, and he talks about. The Is that the same book that the dude from Rome was recommending? Uh, it was oh, a book about know. how we learn. Sorry, I cut you off. Please, it's it's a guy called It's a guy called ben, Benedict Carey, I think his name is. Who wrote it? He's a journalist. He's a bit like Malcolm Gladwell kind of guy, but he um he what he does is he basically says the way that you're taught if it's done really well, can teach you how to learn everything. And he, he, he tells a few different stories about, he, he talks about rhythms. It kind of, I found it overlap with deep work. He talks about rhythms. He talks about making the most of being bored. He talks about stop, start, the uh, finding connections between things, learning how to summarize, all this kind of stuff. And there was one point where I was, I was gonna rebuild my teaching plans around the way he, he talks about it and because when I read it I was like oh I do a lot of this stuff off the cuff I didn't it, it's nice to have someone recommend it mm. so like the weird connections I make in my lessons between everything so the I might revisit that book I, I it sounds like to, a good book tell me about it I mean tell me share the details I'll, I'll yeah I will it. it's it's uh I think it'll make a good follow-on from from deep work in fact I'm probably gonna do a summary of that book next and put it on my Cool. website but the those it's really hard if nobody's teaching you how to make how to use your time how to get back organize the your written material and then what make and we do in some teachers in my school we do do that but then there's another problem which is people like to do it in different ways and people have different ways of doing it themselves or just because i do it one way doesn't mean that it's going to work for someone else yeah. So there's, there's also how the you whole... fit well for me i'm thinking how do i my stuff how does my stuff fit within the whole curriculum the students have what i mean by that is the head of the, the oh, this is for the new teaching gig yeah the the head of the well the the, the person responsible i was talking to last year uh, last <laughs> week um was telling me that Actually, it doesn't matter. So it was telling me something, but I was thinking about the fact that, so the, the course that, so I have a, one course, one class with the second year students um, called Digital Bread Environment. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm building my lesson plan around that. Fine. Uh, he recommended I combine and meet the other teacher who has something similar about digital campaigns. So like more executional rather than more uh, contextual, which is going to be mine probably. But whatever happens, if I see how they write, I can bring stuff to the table about how they write and how to write a brief, because that's also my job, how to strategize and how to build a strategy brief and how to write better and more concisely and synthesize and all of that, which comes straight out of my professional experience, which is what they want. This is a very practical uh, mm. school. Um, but I don't know at this point, he's, I'm waiting, I'm expecting to receive a full list of all the classes, like the different courses they're in. I suspect strongly that none of the classes is going to be how to better write in a communication professional environment. So I'll have to work out how to, how to include that. Not that that's part of my lesson plan, but I can already like listening to you 
say this, I'm like suspecting strongly that I will have stuff to bring when I see how they write and go, okay, well, you, you really need to improve this and this. What's, this um, could be a really useful experience for you because what I found- Oh, it's gonna be a useful is, experience for sure. Is, is that you have to go back to the fundamentals. You discover what the fundamentals are. Because mm -hmm. when I read what some of my students write, I'm like, oh my God, they don't read which is why we're here. Oh, and, 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 and I have a whole piece of work on my hands to begin with, which I think we've talked about before, uh, about the fact that the, um, well, this, this is going to be different for this class, but some of them, at uh, this first and second year, first is even worse, but second year, they're very, they're very young. They're coming out of high school, and I'm yeah. going to ask them to participate. And to begin to get them to participate is going to be a whole big thing in itself, from what I've been told. They're not used to that. You mean when you say participate, you mean volunteering ideas, suggesting, having conversation. Discussing. Oh wow! The French education. One of the French education doesn't function like that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, aside from a few exceptional teachers here and there, but just the vast majority is just you know, some the teacher talks, they take notes, and that's more or less it. Occasionally, a question, you answer a question. You know, it's not conversational. It's not interactive. Uh, my lessons. Sometimes my lessons are like. I mean, sometimes it's, it, it works that they're like that. And I'm not going to have a conversation for an hour Agreed. and a half with them necessarily. I will have stuff to teach them, right? So there's going to be, actually, that's the other that. main recommendation he gave me. It's just basically just rotate what you're doing every 10, 15 minutes to, get, to avoid getting them bored. <laughs> I mean, I agree with that. I'm them. sure you do that. There are times when you need to actually have everyone shut up and listen and explain something. Yeah. And there are other times where I... There are there are definitely times when my lessons look like a complete mess. Like if someone was watching, they'd be like, "What on earth is going on?" Now, knowing and who I am, I won't hesitate going on tangents anyway. But I do have a bit. Of, <laughs> I need to have a bit of a plan for the lesson, and I would go back to basics. That is immediately the first thing I want to do. I don't know if you had a chance to read the latest post I wrote in the beginning of the series. I don't think you had on businesses and brands, and I went back to the basics. I'm like, "What is a business and what is a brand?" Nice. I wrote about that. Uh, so I'm going to do the same thing there. The course is going to start on what is an environment? Yeah, that's what right. Is a, once you know what an environment is, what is a brand environment and what is a digital brand environment? My my suggestion And I'm going to, to make is... it up because I thought nobody's going to give me the definition. I'm going to have to put it together. Of yeah. course, there's tons yeah. of different ways I can do that. It's not difficult. Uh, but is a... Yeah, anyway, sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to say, be be very clear about what you want to get by the end. That's, That's my the thing I need to work out thing. in the next two weeks. Once I've got that, I can generally, I have to adapt. You have to change because with a group of young people, like, so in September, they're going to start, they're going to come back. And it's not going to be like another September. Who knows how they're going to be sat? <laughs> like all the windows. And Are you all wearing masks as well? We're all like, going to be wearing masks. And I'm, they might change their mind in a week, but it's just, anyway. I don't want to go talk about the COVID. We're thing. we're wearing. We have to wear masks in the, when we move around, so but not necessarily in the classroom. Everyone's going to be spaced uh, out. So far, they've they've announced that everybody in the classroom is wearing a mask. So I was almost going to ask the dude, and this is a private school, but I'm like, wait a minute, do I don't think all schools, including primary, secondary, and everything else, are going to have microphones. So how are the teachers going to have their voice carry throughout the room with their mask on? I'm wondering. I don't think whoever decided that has thought that through. Generally speaking, since the beginning of the whole pandemic, just none of the orders have been thought through whatsoever. So You'd be surprised if everybody's quiet, and this is an old teaching trick that, that I find really hard because I'm quite exuberant. But if you start off loud and get quieter and quieter, the they have to be quiet to hear what you're saying. If you're very, this is something that that level-headed teacher I, I mentioned before would do. He talks really evenly and he talks really quietly. So everyone is like, what's he gonna say? What's he? So they, they get very quiet that way. So I don't know. That's maybe something mass, I, should, I should test that out. Maybe something masks would make a difference, maybe not. But the, as long as I have an objective and as long as I have a series of objectives that fit into a bigger objective, with my lessons, I just- That's what I need to it. work out, what my bigger objective is. Yeah, I don't have a set, and I have to kind of create it. I mean, the- Yeah. 
the um, the only other objective that I have, as far as I know, as as quickly as possible. Uh, that's what I was talking about with the person on the phone. I don't think it's a secret if any of these students watch this, but um, is to get for them to get as quickly as possible. So he said that the the kind of catch twenty two for the classes. Uh, and for the curriculum and for the whole thing is so my whole goal is to keep them interested and to want to keep going right to get them really interested in and this the key to get them interested according to what i was told is uh for them to understand how all the different classes different topics connect together why and i'm like well i think making connections shouldn't be an issue for me <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, so like, why are you taught this class and this class and this class and why, how do they all relate to each other? So once I have the list of all the classes, I can build my lesson plan on linking them all up together. Yeah. And yeah. the more they see the links and the more going to go, oh, wow. Okay. So if I teach, if I learn this from this, from this, it's going to allow me to do this and to translate that into a real world environment. That's what they really hungry for. Yep. And that's. And of course, that's they told me like part of the reason I'm hired is, and part of the reason they expect the students to be interested in me, is I have worked around the world, and they wanted they're hungry to know like how is it in that country for real? Like what does it mean to be in an office in Singapore, in an office in Hong Kong, in Chicago, in Paris, in London, and you know what really happens? I think you've got a huge opportunity because you get people who know. Yeah, stuff. it is. I'm excited about it who know stuff but can't teach. And I know that you know stuff and I think you can teach it. I think you'll be able to teach it. I think so too. So it's it's always interesting in September I with- I appreciate you saying that, by the with way. A, you're welcome. With a, the kids coming back, new year, new teachers, new environment, but also a whole extra bunch of concerns that are gonna mess with their head even more than normal of, masks no masks how do we travel to and from school things just weren't not touching each other I think it's horrible this whole thing is just anyway so i i'm i have opinions about it um and so do i and i have opinions about school system and i know you do too but the <laughs> how do you like prepare preparing for all that and, and and talking to you now i'm realizing i'm having to think about all that stuff as well and that's gonna sometimes i'm just gonna be like, i don't want to do anything I just don't want to do it. And other times, other times of day, I'm really going to be like, okay, I want to do the best for the children and like make sure I have everything planned and whatever. So I've got to navigate my own waves and rhythms somehow. This is all part of going back to school. This is what it is. Teacher. Look at that. We could have spent an hour talking about your shopping list for notebooks and stuff. I'm so glad we didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> or Actually, and I do want to talk about this at some point, is find out how you're doing with Rome. Uh, I am doing with Rome how I, it's, is that what you want to talk about now? Or yeah, you, why not? Let me find I mean, out. I thought, like, was there something else or? No. It, it doesn't matter. I'm doing with Rome the same way I do with everything. I, I'm using it mostly. It's still a little bit annoying. I mean, it's, it is annoying that there's not an app just yet. Uh, they have been in, putting new features up. They have been... Anyway, I'm, and by that I mean, I'm starting to use it. I have big intentions of learning to know more of the features and using them, and I'm not doing that. So I'm using it however I use it, just like I was using probably, I was passionately using Evernote for, you know, five to 10% of its capacity, and I'm probably doing the same thing with Rome. Uh, and I'm a, a, there's a, uh, there's like a forum posting list for all the believers um you're I'm, a believer aren't i'm you? a believer uh and there's believer hours so like conference calls that are open hours with the employees of rome and all the people and you wow. got to remember so the a lot of this stuff is open so there are people that are crazy rome people but when I mean, there's a bunch uh, uh that have been creating all sorts of plugins for the program to improve all sorts of stuff that i've not even started to look at i'm barely using i read i, I watched the whole tutorial and the, well, one tutorial, because it was just done by some guy, there's multiple, there's multiple courses and tutorials. And, and, and while it was very useful to know some of the features and to know how that guy was thinking, who had created a whole productivity system, 
there's also a whole other, you know, host of school of thought, which is more of the Rome, pure Rome thing, or like, no, you don't need any of that stuff. Just write and link things together. Just don't worry about it. Um, so I'm in more of that camp, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I got seduced by Rome in the first place. So uh, I still would love to have a plugin to import all my Evernote into it because it doesn't exist right now. Um, you know, like for example, so the, uh, the, un the unlinked references, linked and unlinked references to pages, I love, I want more, I want more linked references. So I, that's what I do my stuff. I just think about, uh, so what I've moved, I'm moving progressively more and more of my stuff. So it's my main reference to do things, right? And write things. Mm -hmm. uh, so I use it every day. I have my daily, and I've made a template for my daily journal that I'm sure there's a much better way to do this because I'm just copying and pasting it every day, but uh, whatever, I'm doing that right now. Um, I have like, you know, a few finance provisionals, but they're half, half baked, half done because that's also how I do it. Uh, I have all my writing. So all my drafts for the latest posts I've been writing are all in there. Um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, just every conversation I have, it's it's got links, references, and I want more linked references. So, for example, one of the, the tutorial I watched the videos of, which are great, this guy has a productivity system based on half para, half something else, whatever. Um, and he's like, yeah, I'm a bit OCD, so it's all very clean. He, he, uh, he filters through all the stuff so you don't have any unlinked references he doesn't want. I'm like, no, my thing is kind of hot, like more, much more on the chaos scale. Yeah. And, and I want things to show up serendipitously. Randomly, so, yeah. It does. It's, the, it's thing the, the main weird thing is to get out of the arborescence thinking of files. Yeah. 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 Uh, because I was, and I still am thinking a little bit like that. So the only kind of thing that I've taken from uh, the guy's tutorials is I every time I start a page, I, I, I put I start on the first line, I put some um, some links to other pages. So kind of metadata, if you will. So, so this, I, this is interesting because what you're saying, and to link it all back to the thing we were talking about, some of the things you were talking about before, mm -hmm. it really does sound like you are taking your brain and putting it like it's in Rome as it's because because the don't the regret for yeah seems like from what I know about the brain is one bit connected to a load of other things and Rome sounds like one bit connected to loads and yes. loads of other things in one like massive structure now yeah. if you do that then hopefully that's going to free you up to do more thinking about cool stuff instead of having to worry about all the crappy stuff because that's going to be out of your head maybe 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 you I have mean, your whole like routine stuff in Rome and then you just start pitching. you don't have to think you just do that and then you can do more you can create your lessons on the fly maybe yeah I don't know the one I'm thing that sure. me off is, is wanting an app oh I clearly want an app I mean this is it's annoying that it's that it's still linked to the internet uh, and it's slow it's, it's a little slow sometimes to load even my database is not that big and it's, it's not super slow and it's generally fine um, I mean, I really like it. I, I love it. I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm like, I don't, it, you know, like taking time to learn how to use more of a tool. Uh, I mean, well, it takes time. Yeah. Uh, and taking time to think about how it works, to think about how I want to use it, to think about how I think and to think about how I work. And there is, how do I work? What can I improve? All of that takes time, and I've done a little bit of it. At some point, I was like, "Okay, just like get do stuff," because I, I don't. yeah, the, the execution bit and the thinking about what you're thinking bit. Because I can certainly do with improving. I think anyway, my uh, my routines, mm. habits uh, for productivity, or for getting things done. Whatever, like you know, I still haven't read that book on one hand, but on another hand, I also want the tool to adapt to how I think as best as possible. Yeah. So it's kind of finding that thing. Yeah. Uh, yep. 
Getting and moving fast, just like I'm, I'm, you know, I, I spent a bit of time trying to work it out at first, and then I was like, I just like open a page, start writing, and you know, just I'll work it out later. But the working out later is also complicated because you know that once you start using a tool, then it's just it snowballs you into using it. The way you use it. Yeah, and you like to put structures in the beginning. Uh, well, if you don't put them in the beginning, it's complicated to include them afterwards. Yes. But now Rome is also made to some people create structures. So you can create all sorts of structure, whether they're ruled or not ruled to it. But it's also just free forms. You can just do whatever you want, which is, is weird. The weird thing on the arborescence is I'm so used to have folders, files, categories, all that, which I sort of have with tags, well, pages that I use as sort of metadata. And I have sort of organized in a way. But also they're not. And sometimes I'm like, well, how am I going to remember where it is? And then the second thought is like, well, if I don't think of it, then I can't find it. Then maybe it's irrelevant. It will, it will surface. <laughs> if I think, think about it. it, I have something to type. And if I have anything to type in the search bar, it'll come up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's weird. Uh, writing also, it, it writes in blocks and bullet points, which is how I was using Roams anyway. So that's good. Um, there's the visual graph that could, it's kind of useless right now. Uh, um, I don't really, I don't think anybody's using it, but there's a very interesting idea of what it could, what could be done with a visual graph. And at first I was like, oh, I want to purposefully link things together. But now I'm like, it's, I'm like, I'll just do it as I go. It'll happen organically, surely. Yes and no, because you just, well, all right. So I write something, Cal hmm. Newport, Deport, create pages for that. Um, then, Okay, so now I have a page for Cal Newport. I just did it while typing. Uh, should I, sometimes I do take a couple of seconds to click on, to tap on, click on the page for Cal Newport and write the first line that's gonna have a couple of pages of metadata going authors, something or other, a few different pages that I know I have that I kind of use as metadata. Books, authors, professors, something like that. Scholars, I think I have as one. Um, or not. And then if I don't, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but if I go and into the page about authors, it won't come up. So it's imperfect. It's as imperfect and as perfect as my brain or the time I want to yeah. spend on it makes it. Yeah. 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 I'd That's like everything I, to be connected, but it doesn't connect everything just yet, just automatically. I mean, I don't have a why, to it. This is why I think I think eventually, when when and if you read getting things done, I think you'd like it because it doesn't. It's 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 an approach it, rather than a a tool. And what people have tried to do over the years, even I've seen since I've read it, is build tools for that approach. When the yeah. guy who wrote it is like, ah, eh, doesn't matter what the tool is. Just find something that works for you. And you know, sometimes you end up going back to pen and paper, but who cares? It's the approach, not the tool. A fancy tool isn't going to help you if your approach is messed up. And that's one of the things I do talk about in people's. Just because you know stuff, or just because you know it, if your approach about how you write it is all messed up, you're going to get a crap mark. And th I think that's that's a lot of what we've been talking about today is like the the, the actual execution versus the contextual the the approach versus the the habits versus the actions when you say and that i'm like do i i i probably surely have a crappy approach to things do i have a crappy approach to things is that why i well, waste time maybe you could well then you, you raise is the that why i'm not the best person is it I could really be? is it really wasting time are you really not being the best person you can be i don't you know, know man i you know i always i there's so many opportunities for questions in this world it's silly uh, you know, I just received this big book from somebody who does, I mean, I'm in the same line of work, but he has you know, this community. Well, he doesn't. Yes, he does. A community with 13,000 people around the book he just published wow. and I received is impressively amazing. Like, it's really good. And it's useful. It's a reference book. It's big yeah. uh, for everything to do with my job with his way to do it. That is generic and can be used by everybody. Here's another funny one. Um, 
Well, it's making me think of well, and and this one, which is also equally interesting. That's what I was reading last night. Uh, I really want to read really that book. Good. So I want to read it. Just describing it's on most my of my life. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> most of my romantic life is described. But that's why you book. got annoyed with his TV series called what? Master of None, wasn't it? You no, I Master really like it. I love Master of None. I thought you loved it and then hated it at the same time. Oh, you didn't oh well, the, the first season did appear. Well, yeah, it was kind of a, a bit cringeworthy like that because, you know, it's like describing my romantic life. But, um, and, and then I do things like, so, okay, so here's what I, the thought I was just going to express was, yeah. Cal Newport's very clear on what progresses your career and what you should do and focus on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, that's going to afford my career, but I really want to read about The Fool. Yeah, I don't think that's an immediate impact on my career, but that's what I want to do. So I need to remind myself constantly that that's what I'm doing, or I'm going to spend time with my grandfather. It doesn't immediately like pay my rent, but that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why am I not famous or why am I not bringing so much money in or why am I not doing all those different things? Well, the things that feel like I should be doing or should have by now. Um, and I, yeah, I do have those moments as well. Mm. I, do, I really do have those moments. This is the stuff that is... is it's human, by the way. It's just human. Yeah, it? exactly. It's, you know. Exactly. And But you're articulating the stuff that's under the surface with a lot of the pupils I teach. The, but the difference is you can articulate it, they can't. Yeah, you can, I've you done can a lot of work for that it. too. Yes, and yeah, I think we both have really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, age, experience, and, you know, a lot of reading, a lot of coaching, a lot of like development programs, a lot of stuff that is all about looking at how do we function and being able to express it. Um, so, yeah. So anyway, I, I mean to say that for any student watching, don't berate yourself. You don't have that many, that much experience in it. To begin with, you just don't have as much experience in life as we do. <laughs> It doesn't, I'm not sure it buys you anything, but the experience. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good way to end. Probably is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you Thank are you. watching, write us loads of questions that we can answer. I'm going to be, yes. if, any of my, if any of my pupils are watching, which they might be eventually watching. I'm eventually, because like nobody's watching this right now. <laughs> right now, no. But they will, eventually somebody will watch it. I'm going to be coming after people for questions. I've got loads of, I'm going to collect a whole. On the fun plus side, I'm going to have students I can tell to watch and ask questions as well. Even if they don't watch, they can ask questions. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell them to send them to you because otherwise, you know, I have Yeah, send them to me. Send them to me. Hello at jamesdesouza.com. Send them to me. Fantastic. Cool. All right. Have a great Sunday. You too. Until next time. Yep. Oh, wait. Let me just...